is Amanda. And this is Chris. And this is Vocal Perspective. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Vocal Perspective. We are doing a little bit of Acaville podcast inception tonight, and we are bringing on the co-host of Chacapella, Alicia Edwards. She joined the team about a year. I don't know. Time is kind of still pretty fluid, but it was about a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago that you joined the team. And I have the pleasure of editing that podcast every week. So I feel like I know Alicia very, very well. And yet this is, I think, the first time we've actually been talking directly to each other. I think so. You <laughs> You are absolutely right. But hi, how are you? And welcome to our hi, podcast. Good, good. I'm good. I just, you know, I, I was sick for a few days last week. I was actually sick on the, the last episode that we um, interviewed. Oh my gosh. I can't even remember who it was. That like last week is all a huge blur for me. Was it MVP from Australia? It was. Yep. That's who it was. Yep. I texted Brian and I was like, I'm so sorry. I've been sick. We're going to see how this goes. But they were great. Oh my gosh. They are Very lovely. Good. Alex has been on this show. It was a while ago. So mm-hmm. we'll have to bring her back, Chris. Right, right. Right. So they, they mentioned that. I know. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting topic that we haven't talked about, Amanda, and it's a little bit of a segue, but the thought that we're sick, but we can go to work because it's like right there. I mean, I, Amanda gave me a sick day the other day because I had a kidney stone and it was just an uh, ugly day. If I was there, I would not have done the show. Right. And I didn't. And Amanda <laughs> did a great job without me. But I just think it's an interesting perspective that you were like, let's go. It, it says a lot about you. I haven't met you. Well, and I have a job where if I am sick, to the point where I'm sick, like I could spread something to somebody, but I'm not sick like a dog to the point where I can't get out of bed. I have the ability to work from home. So I actually worked from home most of that day and then we recorded. So never know. You'd never know. See all the mysteries behind podcasts. Well, and I totally would have regretted not doing it because it was just such a cool group. It's always fun to chat with someone not from the US. (laughs) I love when you guys bring on international guests because it's It's just really fun. I think, okay, we all do acapella. So it's all the same thing. And yet when they bring up their topic, it's like, oh, no, it's not the oh, same. Oh, that's a little different. <laughs> Talking about how things are in Australia and what kind of festivals they have or competitions. It was really cool. And Very eye-opening. Like, I feel like talk radio, and you guys can't see me doing air quotes, but I feel like <laughs> talk radio is a bigger deal in Europe oh, yeah. and other countries. Uh-huh. I feel like it was bigger before it was in the U.S. Like, I feel like when I was over there in 2000, like there was a lot of talk shows, like shows where people just literally sat and listened to people talk. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to sit around. <laughs> now that's all I listen to. <laughs> and listen to people. <laughs> There's like, and now that's all I listen so, to. I'm so mad when there's music on the radio. I'm like, <laughs> no more music. Where's NPR? Where's a talk show? No, no more music. Says so the girl that I manages a radio station. Yeah, I struggle with that because for me, if I'm driving, it's really easy for me to focus on driving while I'm listening to music. Whereas if my husband has an audiobook playing, because he he really loves audiobooks, it's really easy for me to not pay attention to what I'm listening to. But I feel like if there's a podcast and it's like a topic I'm interested in, I can't do that while I'm working because then all I want to do is listen to the podcast. <laughs> and then I don't get any of my work done and and that's not what I'm paid to do. So I thought she was going to say she couldn't listen to a podcast while driving. <laughs> well, I've actually, I actually haven't tried that yet. I love it because then I feel like I'm having a conversation and since I'm so often in the car by okay. myself, I'm like, okay. oh, here I am. I'm just part of this conversation. Why I say my mother has gotten much more mad at me now that I listen to like audiobooks and podcasts. <laughs> she's so like, funny. you never call me in the car Aww. anymore. I know. I sometimes will call my mom, but she's a little crazy. So <laughs> Aren't they all? I mean, I love you, mama. I, you know. I love 
love my mom too. She'll never listen to this. She's crazy. We won't get into politics really, but she and I don't see eye to eye politically pretty much at all. But she's one of the ones where if you didn't support her candidate, you're stupid. And Mm. my brother is like the very opposite side of the political spectrum from my mom. And he is the same mindset. Like if you didn't vote for my candidate, you're dumb. And I was like, come on guys. (laughs) But my mom is just not, she doesn't do research or anything. She just takes everything at face value. And I'm like, oh, Oh, Chris, we've talked about the degrees from YouTube University and (laughs) Facebook certifications. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's go back to, you got your start, right? We need to start a new one, Chris. This could be a great one. Ask me about my blog. (laughs) I learned from you being on the show, your acapella start was with BYU Noteworthy. Am I remembering this correctly? You sure are. But you joined towards the end of grad school. So yeah, it was the second half. I auditioned at the very beginning of my second year of grad school and I saw Noteworthy. I think it was my freshman or my sophomore year on campus. And that was the first time I had ever seen anything acapella. And I don't have any like formal vocal training or anything. My mom was a professional singer in South Korea, like semi-professional. My dad is very musical. I'm getting like major K-pop vibes. Yeah, no, 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 not not like that. Definitely (laughs) different generation. Like like 70s music? I think she would sing in like nightclubs and stuff. So I'm like semi-professional. I mean, she got paid for it. There it is. Yeah. So my parents were always singing when I was a kid growing up. Learned a lot about music. I think I did choir in eighth grade, but as far as any sort of like vocal training, that was about, I got to BYU freshman or sophomore year. I saw Noteworthy just singing on campus and I was like, that's really cool. I should do that one day. (laughs) And then that never came to fruition. And I was at a basketball game with some friends first year of grad school and Noteworthy sang the national anthem. And I saw a girl and I recognized her because she lived on like my floor in my apartment complex like a few years prior. And I was like, I didn't know she sang. I like remembered seeing them on campus years prior. And I was like, that would be really fun. I should look into that. And I think this was maybe in April. And I looked up when they do auditions. Now they do auditions in April. So at the tail end of the previous school year. But that year they hadn't even announced when auditions were going to be yet. And so I just made sure I was following the group like on social media. And they finally posted that August that they were going to hold auditions. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to audition for it. If I don't, I'll always wonder. I've always been an alto. I've never been like a really high soprano or anything. And I was like, oh, nobody wants me to sing anything because I'm not a soprano and I can't. <laughs> Welcome to acapella. Notes. We want all of the lady yeah, bases. Right, right. So I went in and they had us prepare like, I mean, BYU is a, a religious university. So they had us prepare like religious hymn, one of the parts. And then they decided they were going to swap people's parts. And I think they had me singing the tenor line on something and I was totally sight reading it. And, and I knew I could sing like some tenor notes. I thought the extent of as low as I could go was like the E below middle C. And I was like, okay, that's pretty low for a girl. And then I found out that I was selected as a member of the group and I was selected as the bass. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) And very quickly learned that I could hit an octave below middle C on a really, really good day. Like (laughs) wake up in the morning. I haven't done anything. I can go a little lower, but if it's during a performance, octave below middle C is, I'm comfortable going down to that if I need to. There will always be a home for you in barbershop. (laughs) I don't know if there are any like post-collegiate barbershop in, in Salt Lake City? Or, or are you in Provo or are you in Salt Lake City? I actually work in Provo, but I live halfway between. I'm sure we so, can find So, I Provo. mean, the men host multiple conventions out there. Uh, well, the next time you're out here, or either of you, I gotta take you out to dinner or something. There was a BYU barbershop group when really? I was in high school in the 2000s. They were called Reprise, and they were at BYU. Oh. But they literally are the only group that I've ever known that had any home base in Salt Lake. But I know that 
there in Utah? I know there's quite a bit. Well, there's a lot of acapella groups in Utah, mostly collegiate, some high school, and there's a handful of post-collegiate groups out here, but I haven't heard anything barbershop-wise. One of the first shows that I did with Brian on Tacapella was with a women's barbershop. I think they're called GQ. Yes. Yes. And they're wonderful. They were just so delightful. Sweet Adeline's BHS crossovers, I believe, right? They have they're yeah. part of BHS as well, but they're just four of the most oh. talented. What an amazing first interview and... to have. Oh yeah, it was really yeah. great. You're telling me, like, Chris, about how there will always be a place like for my voice in barbershop. The more I think about it, I'm like, I really miss singing. Oh, then you would love. Oh, just, oh, we're gonna have to connect so, you with so, so many people. Fun. Okay, <laughs> like deal. in a barbershop, and in so many ways, you have the lead who's singing mm-hmm. the melody. Everyone will tell you the bass is the second lead, and so it's like oh, as okay. soon as you've locked into that melody uh-huh. in barbershop, your ear immediately goes to the bass, and so okay. you have to okay. have that. And if you're forgetting about the tenor and the baritone, they're doing their job, okay. in my opinion. I sing but, baritone, okay. and I still can't hear the baritone in any other quartet. I'm like, where is it? I don't, where, where did it go? I'm like, I could pick out the other three parts, but I don't know what's going on with the oh, part that I would funny. be singing. What's funny is that she sings in our chorus, and my tenor from Epic is singing baritone in, in the chorus now, and she's okay. on a few songs, and um, both of them are literally standing next to each other going, not hear the part. It can just get swallowed up, like oh literally gosh. as you're singing it. But, but never the bass. The bass is always Never the bass. There. They build sound around you. So it's well, really cool. It's really cool. So for and all I, of the lady I, bases I, out there, Barbershop wants you. This has just been an entire That's right. Sales that's pitch right. For Barbershop lady bases. Um, <laughs> it was always hard for me, like post-collegiate, because I, I know the tone that bass requires. It's really hard when you have someone that, that is singing the notes, but the tone isn't there. It's just something that's really hard. To I want to hear. I want to hear more about that. If you can like describe it a little bit, bit because I'd love um, to hear somebody try to put some words to it because I know what you're talking right, about. Right. But I'm curious if somebody were to be like, give me three things that you can focus on when you're trying so, to I make mean, that. So I mean, for me, I think that it needs to sound really deep. Like it needs to sound like it's almost like coming out of your chest as opposed to like, your mouth and your throat. So resonance of... is super important. Right. And Very for you, important. I don't know how tall you are, Alicia. I'm you really know, like, short. Yeah. And so yeah. you're not going to have a naturally resonant cavity. Right, I'm 5'8". Right. So I maybe don't have to deepen mm-hmm. it as much. The director on Noteworthy, when I was in the group, she did an exercise with us and it was, it felt so silly at the time, but she was like, I want you to pretend you have a golf ball in your mouth. And now I want you to sing and that golf ball needs to stay there. And so as I was doing that with like the bass, like I could feel like my mouth and like the back of my throat was all very open and it just really helped with the tone and it was awesome. I'm thinking of... Of, like one of the songs, like the bass notes, it was like dum dum ba dum 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 ba dum dum ba dum dum dum. And I'm like, if you sing it just like that, yeah, you're singing the notes, but the tone is just not there. Like it, you're just singing notes. When you apply like all those different techniques that she helped me with, it was like dum dum ba dum 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 ba dum. It just sounds very very different. And in particular for me, I think it's really hard post collegiately because that's not something you're gonna run into people where you're able to teach them. I mean, for me, I'm 32. The people in my group right now. And and I'm not speaking specifically necessarily to the members in my group right now, but we've had a lot of turnover just because post-collegiate, we had members in our group who were like in medical school and then they left because they needed to go do their residency. I think that bass, like the tone is just so difficult to master. Right. And I think Amanda can speak from the audio engineering side of things and maybe you as well. Well, my husband is a bass and I mean, but he's an 
opera singer too. Like he was trained as an oh, opera wow. singer. He's okay. His college. It always blows people away of how loud he is acoustically because I think a lot of contemporary acapella, they've now been like, okay, well, we've got microphones now. So we'll just have the bass eat right. the microphone and that will give right. them volume rather than a depth. That's what I was, There's, that's what the I was depth thinking is missing. About. It's not volume. It's the right. depth of when you hear someone that sings it properly, it makes all the difference in the world. It, like, oh, it totally does. It totally a does. A new dimension to the music. And you don't always rehearse with mics. No. And you don't always have to sing. hardly ever do. Yeah. And you don't always, sometimes you don't perform on up. mic either. Nope. Right. But you know, right. yeah, and Charlie, I kind of liken it Charlie to, might set it all up. Like if you're hearing somebody play an electric bass, but they don't have it plugged into the amp, you're just kind oh, of, yeah, you're, you're like, anything. the yeah. note is there somewhere, yeah. but it's hidden. It's like you've yeah. taken, the, like the song just isn't as rounded out. Well, and I think that's an important thing to remember. Again, oh, yeah. we were talking about in barbershop, same as in contemporary acapella. Like in contemporary acapella, the bass stands out sometimes because there's no words or they've got the mm-hmm. different rhythmic pattern. Mm-hmm. In barbershop, the bass usually follows right along with the everybody else. However, oh, okay. they're still holding down the root or the bass or the foundation in that, and, and you still keep that. It's important that that bass still have that presence. Well, and, and I actually, I, th- I think I missed a rehearsal on Noteworthy once at some point, because I was like on a career trip for grad school or something. When I came back, they were like, oh my gosh, Alicia, it was so hard singing without the bass. <laughs> they were like, it sounded so different, and it was it felt so strange and I think that was the first time that I like really grew an appreciation or like understood how pivotal my part was in the group and so that was really really important it's really important for every member of a group to find what makes their part important because I tell you if I hung my hat on getting to sing a solo as a baritone singer (laughs) I would have quit a long time ago (laughs) well and that was something that was really hard for me as a female bass like I would audition on the solos and I would never get them I was just feeling kind of down and I had mentioned it to our director. I was like, you know, I just... I feel like I'm not as good because I'm just not picked for solos. And she goes, Alicia, one of the things you need to understand is that you have skill that nobody else in this group has. She was like, nobody else in this group can pull off the bass like you do. And that was something that was really cool. And I, I think I gained like an even deeper appreciation for the bass part after I left Noteworthy because I started doing some post-collegiate stuff. And at the, especially at like the very beginning, I was, oh, I don't think that's how the bass is supposed to sound. And I mean... We, we had a guy on bass and he's so great and his wife is actually one of my, my classmates from school and there was a learning curve. By the end when they left, I was like, why are they leaving? They're so good. But at the <laughs> beginning, and I think it was a learning curve for all of us because none of us sang together before. We were just trying to start something from scratch. Really. That's such an excellent point because I think we all don't give ourselves enough grace, especially in the beginning of a new group. You pick those people to be together for a yeah. reason. You picked them and you, you know, maybe you auditioned or however it was, they were picked for that group. It was, you were never picking them because they were terrible <laughs> and you just sort of, we're going right, to make right. it happen. Well, and you know, right. And so, but when the wheels start to feel like they're falling oh, off, yeah. you're like, why do yeah, we do this? Totally. Like, is it me? Is it you? Is it well, us? And, and so I think we need to. Right. Remember. And, and I, I think it's really important to like be willing to make the tough decision because nobody wants to be the one that has to kick somebody out of a group. I mean, nobody wants to be the one that's getting after people and like, hey, you're not pulling your weight. So the way our group started, Amanda, you know, Brian, I don't know if Chris, if you know Brian or not, but he's, I know I... of Brian. <laughs> okay. So he, he and I are the co-hosts of Tacapella, but he Correct. lived in Utah for a while and it was really funny. He posted on Craigslist about wanting to start a post-collegiate group. And I was like, hmm, could be really shady, but if it's not, it could be really cool. And so I messaged him and I found out he was from Texas and I grew up in South Texas. And so I was like, oh, he's from Texas. It can't be that bad. And my (laughs) husband's like, okay, well, make sure you're going to a public place. And so we actually met at, I don't know if 
if you guys have this out out east, it's it's called Neaters. K-N-E-A-D-E-R-S. Yeah. So we met at a Neaters. Brian was super cool. And we had a guy there who did vocal percussion. And he was in Utah for his PhD program. And he he was great too. And and we had a gal who had never done anything acapella before. And she was really nice. Her background was in musical theater, which I think even with that, that's a very specific style that's kind of hard to get away from for a lot of people. It's a lot like barbershop, if I'm just going to be honest. It's like barbershop, music theater, Contemporary acapella. Yeah. We all try to meet in the middle. Right. And she struggled a lot. She had a very bright sound all the time. And we would try to work with her on it. And we were like, hey, you got to work on making the sound less bright. The tone's not quite there. You need to really practice your vowels and this and this and this. And it was just never changing. Like she would come back and if it wasn't worse, it was the same, which was like, almost worse. Are also, also <laughs> awful. Yeah. And so I got to rehearsal one day and Brian's outside talking to her and I just go inside and everyone's like super hush hush in my friend's apartment. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, is he still talking to her? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, he's kicking her out. Oh no. That's the and worst. You didn't even it's know. That's well, we had, we had talked about possibility, but right? I think I was the only one that was missing. And so I think they had maybe voted on it like right as they all got there and they decided it needed to be something that was done in person because we didn't want to like call her or text her and be like, okay, you're out just because it's really lame and we're We're adults, adults, right? Yeah. So he talked to her before the rehearsal and that was that. And she got really mad. She was the youngest member of the group by at least a few years. And unfortunately, attitude wise, it showed the maturity level was very different than everyone else. And she like went through and like deleted everyone on Facebook. I was like, all right. Yeah. But I'm like, honestly, I don't know that I would have been friends with her outside if I had met her like on the street. And that's nothing against her. It's just we were very two very much types of people. I mean, show of hands, how many of us have like not made a group that we wanted to make like, right, you know, or we've been in a group or been in a situation where somebody's been like, hey, man, you're just not it right now. Yeah. Right. And it just takes, that's part I, of, honestly. Right. And I, I've told my group, the group I sing with right now, I have always told them, like, if I'm not pulling my weight, I want you to call me out on it. If I am bringing the group down, if I'm the reason that we're sucking, kick me out. I helped found this group and I don't want to have done that and been the reason that it falls into a dumpster fire or something. Right. And I mean, it's hard. And I've had to kick people out or ask people to leave or kind of awkwardly wait things out like a standoff but you know at the end of the day it's like I'm dedicating a lot of my time to these people and like the older I get and like the more responsibilities I have and like I have a kid and ooh, I'm choosing a big lie that they get easier as they get older no, like they don't some things get easier I mean, it takes up more of my big old lie lots of weird other hard oh I bet I, I don't have the blessing of having children yet one day we will I have three cats though and they're sometimes children. I love yeah. hearing all about Alicia's cats Alicia you need oh to tell God. us the names of your cats because all I know yeah, is that you have cats. three cats. I can do that. So we have Link is my black cat. We got him when he was itty bitty, like really tiny. We have Scout, who is the baby, and she knows it. She cries all the time. If I leave the room, she ugly cries. It, it's like <laughs> something out of a cartoon. Like it's wild. And then we have Rocky, who's a giant cat. He's a big softy though. He's really strong. So when we clip his nails, we have to shove him in a grooming bag and only his head <laughs> sticks out. Yeah. And then we unzip one zipper at a time and pull a leg out, clip the nails, shove the paw back in, zip it back up. It's Gosh. a really fun ordeal. But yeah, my 
my cats are really great. Are they like sitting near you right now? No, like, are I, they just some in the right basement and they're not allowed down here. Oh. We actually had one episode. I don't even remember who we were talking to, but I felt so bad. My husband does video game streaming stuff. He does that with a group in Utah and he was doing a stream on the same night that Brian and I were recording. So my husband was in the basement doing the stream, which was where I normally record. And I, I was sitting at our kitchen table with a laptop and the microphone and my headphones getting ready to do the podcast. And we were halfway through. We had just taken our first commercial break and I thought I heard something. So my husband had put the, taken the three cats and put them in our bedroom and shut the door. And in our master bathroom, he put one of the litter boxes in there so they could do their business. And the latch, it wasn't working. Well, Link, <laughs> if he can get into trouble, he will. Cat, he's, he's the definition of curiosity killed the cat except he's not quite dead yet but he <laughs> you've got nine lives <laughs> he figured out how to open the door i'm sure it was him oh, i'm gosh. sure he stuck his paw under the door and just pulled it open because the next yeah, thing i course. knew i like looked down and there's scout just walking around because if i'm like on the phone with someone or if i was on a work call working from home she get really jealous and she would come over and she would just start crying and i'm like i can't deal with you right now poor brian is like carrying this whole conversation with our guest and i'm like there's a cat oh there's another cat oh, and there's a cat on the back of my chair and it was really fun my cats wanted to join in the podcast that day clearly yes but, I mean and if anybody yeah, I, you know has an additional reason to listen to talk Capella, they're often cat something during the show and I love up. it kids I say it's very similar <laughs> and occasionally you'll hear my dog bark at the back of mine so I have loved having you because you were not an original host of talk Capella. it's not and neither was Brian Brian was brought on and then when he the original it. host I, yeah I was not original host of this look at that oh, okay look at that. When the, the changeover happened, I was really excited, first of all, to get a, a female voice on that show. But just you knew Brian in a different way. And you guys have a little bit of history together. And I think that comes out in your show. But also, I love I making think... fun of Brian, but like always <laughs> Hi, in a friendly way. It's never like serious. <laughs> like I think the world of him, he's just so great and so talented. When you listen to the show regularly, you get to know that you guys know each other really well. So when something surprises the both of you, it always makes my day. I'm like, oh, they just <laughs> learned something about each other. And it's so cute. But well, it's like Brian and I both grew up in Texas, but we grew up in very different parts of Texas where he grew up. So my parents still live where I grew up where he grew up. I, I don't know if his parents are still there or not, but it would be like a 10 to 12 hour drive from where my parents live. Cause Texas so is different countries. Big. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Cause you guys still, you have a lot in common, but you still look at these things mm -hmm. in very different ways. But well, I, have I, to, I mean, well, I think so he's much. learning a lot from you. So that's oh, good. Both. <laughs> I'm seeing an evolution of this show. One of the things, and I, we didn't tell you about this ahead of time, but one of the things that I love that you brought mm -hmm. to this show is the third segment of Tacapella, which is always the rapid fire questions. <laughs> While I'm editing this show every week, I'm like, Oh, they have like the coolest people on. You guys talk to people from all over the world. You just had Chris Rupp uh -huh. from Home Free. Oh my gosh, he was just a delight. You know, and you guys have great guests and I always love hearing their serious answers. And then, but then I'm like, ooh, I can't wait till the rapid fire section. So I thought oh. we'd do a little bit of, of that. Okay. And because I get to listen to yours every week, I have, you'll laugh some of the questions that I've come up with. Oh, okay. But we'll start, we'll do a little, and I was telling Chris before the show, like some of my favorite ones are the ones that have nothing to do with me music because oh and they're so random do yourself a favor and listen to this week's because the one question that you ask and i'm not going to give it away um of mvp amazing and then the philosophical discussions that always follow these oh, amazing I questions i know what it was <laughs> okay, okay. To think about it but you're like did you come up with that yourself no i didn't so alicia are you ready i am always ready or at least i try to i'm always ready when i'm the one asking the questions now i'm on the flip side of that and i understand the anxiety that we give people now all right so we'll but start yes. with and this is probably going to be a hard one a little bit but 
favorite? We know they're all your okay. children, but who has been your favorite podcast guest? Ooh. Okay, I'm a huge nerd. This is like a logic fallacy. I think that the recency effect is in my brain. I loved our interview with Chris Rupp. I said it like immediately when we were done. I was like, I think that was my favorite episode ever. He's so laid and back. And so chill. Someone that has he achieved. Has so much experience. Yeah. It was just oh, like a regular conversation. You guys had a really yeah. just, it was a laid back. I felt like I was just kind of sitting in a living room or in a bar and listening to you guys like, have a it conversation. Was just, it was so fun. And we were talking about donuts because the day before was National Donut Day. <laughs> and I was like, dude, next time you're in Utah, let's get together. I will buy you a donut. And he was actually going to be in Brian's area like the following month. And so I don't know if they actually got together or not, but Brian said he would buy him a donut. He, he brought a lot of insight that I felt like I identified with very much. He was talking about like why he left Home Free and he shared like some experiences that he had. And it was really eye-opening for me because I, I sing with a post-collegiate group right now and I've been with them for about five and a half years. And I have almost left the group before. And one of the things he said, was I'm sick and tired of caring about something so much. For me, I've been with the group so long. I think I had a vision five and a half years ago of where I thought the group would be by now. And I mean, COVID threw us for a whole world and that totally screwed up everything. That's been disappointing for me, but I, I feel like I care about it so much that it gives me anxiety and, and it's just not logical. Oh and gosh. so I feel like it's almost starting to interfere with my day to day. And I still love the group. I will follow them, whatever ends up happening with them. But come September is when I'm going to be stepping away for a while, at least. And you'll find something new well, to care about in a different say, way. I there's projects I want to do. Like I've actually reached out to a friend that I sing on Noteworthy with about starting something up. Something smaller, not necessarily barbershop, but I know you heard it, Amanda, when we interviewed Pipeline Vocal Project. They were so great. And I was like, I want to start something like that here. Right. Like, that could the, be really fun. Like a the small appeal of women. trio. Like, yeah. And I was like, that could be really fun. So that might be in the works. I'm not sure if that will end up coming to fruition, but there's just other stuff I want to try. Like we said, so that was you, know, a... you know, well, like you said, like <laughs> Alicia's breaking her the... rules about rapid fire. It's not so rapid. Sorry. <laughs> but it's not only like having to know when it's okay to like ask a member to step down. It's okay mm -hmm. to ask yourself to step away right. or step down. Right. Like, Because remember, there's always going to be somebody's holding on to the last, you know, oh, they're going to hold totally. on longer than you if you're the one that's wanting yeah. to step away. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm finally at peace with that decision. Not All so right. rapid fire. <laughs> okay. Well, since we kind of went off topic, I just thought Alicia should know that it's National Take Your Cat to Work Day. Just Today? Talk. is. Since it is National Take Your Cat to Work Day, I can talk. So you always ask cats or dogs, but we already know your answer to that. Uh -huh. So I want to know horses or cows. Uh, oh, oh, that's hard. They both smell bad. Can I, I'm going to throw a curveball in my answer, I guess. I'm going to say mini cows. I've never seen a mini, What's cow? a mini cow. I know. They're like super random. I have a friend who said that she wants to start a farm of all mini animals because, you know, there's like miniature horses. And we looked it up and found out there are miniature cows. And they're like body of a cow and their legs are just like cut in half. To me, they would come up to like my chest or my shoulder maybe. But I have a coworker and I found out her mom and stepdad have a farm of mini cows in Montana. And so they came and surprised her at work one day. And I was like, I have to see the mini cows. And they showed us pictures of them and they're just so cute. We're going mini cows. Yeah, now, All right. Yeah, now we're in sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. All right. I never jumped on the NSYNC. I went to two NSYNC concerts and I'm Sorry. still Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. So, perfect. I was a little old. By the time they got popular, I was in this stage of like, oh, I can't listen to boy bands. I'm too old for that. It's like, I, <laughs> I, graduated, like, I, know every word I graduated to every song. from New Kids on the Block and I just barely survived. Sorry. <laughs> I have I'm my elder like, millennial yes, coming yes, out. Yes, here me. comes the Gen oh, X you're good. elder you're millennial. Good. If you could join any acapella group anywhere, 
Which one would it be? Ooh, okay. The one that stands out to me right now is, and I'm going to butcher their name because I don't have nice, fancy English accents, but I was thinking of Aquapella. Aquapella. Yes. You guys, they're just really good. Yes. They're just so good. And we talked to Georgia Blessett from Aquapella and she was just such, I remember her and welcome back to Tacapella. She went like super Valley girl on us and it was so (laughs) fantastic. If anywhere in the world. Yeah. I would watching them, their video of purple rain. She, Alicia's just put herself in it. Oh my gosh. I would, I would probably do that. That would just be so fun. Listening to her do that Valley girl accent was hilarious. And it reminded me of, Oh my gosh, my husband loves to do British accents and we got to perform with the swingles a few times. So we've become pretty good friends with them. And Joe Edison, the soprano loves to do a Valley girl accent. And I sat at dinner once with the two of them. I was sitting between them and Joe put on her fanciest Valley girl accent and Charlie put on his fanciest British accent. And they spoke like that for the entire meal. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I hope you recorded part of I that. I should have. I will oh. have to make it happen again because it was amazing. Well, it's National Take Your Cat to Work Day, but you can only yes. take one who's going with you. Probably Link. The troublemaker. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's, I have actually taken him to work before. Not at my current job. So. <laughs> of course you did. I think if I took him to work at my current job, I would get fired. So I, I work in human resources. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Might be a little bit yeah. of a problem. Yeah. Might be a little, a little bit of a problem. I was talking to my husband one time and I, I, I have anxiety and depression and I talked about getting Amen. one of our cats. I talked about getting one of our cats registered as an emotional support animal. Yes. And he was like, well, who would it be? And I was like, well, it would be Link or Rocky because they're both relatively calm. I mean, all cats have like their crazy time where they run around at night, but for the most part, they're relatively calm. I was like, probably Rocky. And I was like, maybe Link. And he goes, what about Scout? And I go, oh, please. Scout is an emotional support <laughs> animal. Like, she, she Which can't. one of the other cats is her emotional support? <laughs> right. cat. Exactly. Well, and if we did it that way, it would be Link. Although sometimes he likes to play and he just gets a little rough sometimes, but. It's play therapy. She needs to learn. Like, it's oh, yeah. part of the therapy. There you, there you go. Alicia, you need to start a whole podcast about your cats because. We, we actually... can have one about my mom is crazy and here are my cats. <laughs> the making of the crazy cat well, lady. Really funny. My mom also has a cat. She found him outside and he was like getting attacked by a big cat and she like saved him. And it was just like, he was super tiny and super cute. And now she like, sends me pictures of her cat all the time. And I'm like, you know what? As long as you're not talking about politics, I'm good. There it is. Well, and my yes. sisters, we were all like, yeah, mom needs to keep the cat because <laughs> it's so nice to hear about the cat as opposed to other things you can talk about. You guys have so much in common. No, yes. we all have our moms yes. and we all love them. I love my mom, but yeah, she's crazy. Or... That's going to be the, make sure you catch that right there, Amanda, because that's, that's I love my podcast. mom and she's crazy. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> there it is. We have our podcast. You know, like my dad yes. wrote a partner. I love, <laughs> I love my mom and she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alicia, I get to meet so many people for the first time on a podcast, but I feel like if I saw you in Utah, we could just hang out. Oh, we totally should. Like if you're ever out other. here. And if you're ever in Virginia, you, visiting your side of the say, family, come on out. We'll, we'll get you singing some barbershop. Yeah. And so, Alicia, I can't wait to see all the things that you do in oh, the thank future. You. Thank you so this much so fun. for joining us tonight. And make this sure you go blast. check her out on her show when we're not putting her in the hot seat. And she's putting other people in the hot seat on Tacapella. It's on right before this. It airs an hour before our show. So catch it next week or download it online. It is well worth a listen every week. And we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.